Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. All right, Mr. Taha Badi. Nice to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Of course, a little not, bit. It's a pleasure. So, Taha, let's uh, start for the ones that don't know you. Uh, please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah. So, my name is Taha Badi. I'm a Canadian tennis player. I'm 19 years old. Um, I had a ranking, uh, highest ranking of 31, I think, in juniors. Uh, I played the Grand Slams. Had a had a good run in the French Open in Wimbledon. Uh, and now I'm currently uh, playing at Wake Forest. I'm a sophomore at Wake Forest and I'm uh, looking to play professional as soon as I graduate or even maybe before I graduate. Let's see. Okay. That's uh, an interesting resume for 19 years of, uh, yeah, of experience of life. Yeah, no, it is. So um, let's go to my first question. I have a, a bunch of questions here that I've been asking uh, players with your age and, and your similar uh, life path. And the first mm -hmm. one that I'm always curious to know is how did you get to play tennis? Why tennis and not something else? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I mean, my dad was kind of the person who initiated it. Uh, when we when I was young, I would just uh, watch on TV with him. I would uh, I would watch Wimbledon. I still remember. And I would watch Federer play, and my dad was, like, super, like, passionate about it. Then I would just watch it with him. Then one day, we just decided to go buy some cheap rackets at the store and, uh, like, a $2 racket. Then we just started to play with me and him in the park. And that's how I really got into it. And I, we got a paper from the school that uh, proposed some tennis lessons that was, like, very, very cheap. And I told my dad, yeah, like, I, I want to try. And this is how I started. I went and did the lesson. And I was pretty good at it. And that's how everything kind of went along with it. I, I signed up to a tennis club. After the tennis club, I signed up to a bigger one. I got accepted. Then, yeah, I was I was uh, eight years old. And I, I'll say I started playing seriously at like 10 years old. 10 years old. Okay. So before that was uh, like more of a, a hobby, fun. Before that, I was playing more soccer. I was yeah. very, very big okay. soccer. Then I was playing tennis after the, 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 the practice and the matches of soccer. Then I just really enjoyed, like, uh, the individual aspects of the sport. You know, like, I remember when I was losing in soccer, I would always blame it on my teammate. I would be like, no, it's not my <laughs> fault. It's not my fault. Like, oh, my God, we lost because of him. We lost because of it. And I, that's, that's the part that I really loved about tennis, that it was only myself to blame. And uh, when, I would, when I would win, then it would be, I'm the only winner, you know, so... Uh, that's yeah. the individual part of the sport I fell in love with. Good, cool. Uh, you said in your introduction that you did well at the French and in Wimbledon, in juniors. How far did you make it in Wimbledon? I uh, Third round. It was round of 16. Uh, okay. The, the I mean, must have been... Yeah, I, go ahead. I thought, I, I thought I did well because I, I never really played on grass before, so I was not mm -hmm. expecting any result. And yeah, round of 16, I was not satisfied with it, but I thought when I looked back at it, I thought it was a, it was a very good experience. 
Yeah, and actually, what uh, caught my attention is because uh, you said as a kid you were you used to watch Wimbledon. Yeah, you got motivated about what it must have been a great experience. Now, after to play there yourself and and win a couple of matches in Wimbledon, that must have been a really nice uh, yeah. experience. No, it was by far like by far the greatest experience I've had in my life. I remember like I was. I was practicing, I was playing the matches, and I like I felt like it was not real. I thought I was in a dream or something. Like I would watch all these all these things on TV, and suddenly I'm the one, I'm I'm the one getting called to go play on court. I'm the one like the, the crowd is cheering for. <laughs> like I got security around me, and it just it felt surreal. Like I, I that was the best, best week of my life. It was just like a, the atmosphere in Wimbledon, you can feel it right away. You feel like there's so much history in that place and uh no, it's it's amazing. My 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 biggest dream is to play it again. Hopefully, amazing, nice, beautiful experience. Uh, then another question: You mentioned your your father uh, going with you, buying the racket. Who was um, what was your parents' role in 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 your tennis in your beginnings or until now in as a as a tennis player? What what did they do? Um, I mean, both of them are pretty involved. They follow my results all the time. But I would say my dad was the one who was really uh, took care of me since even till this day, I still listen to his advices. He still helps me with my tournament scheduling. He was the one driving me everywhere to go play all these tournaments. He would, I could almost call him as a coach as well. He would sometimes after matches, I would lose and we would go to the park and he would work on, I would never agree with him on what I have to work with, uh, what I have to work on. And you know, how, you know how difficult it is, you know, to have like a coaching relationship with your dad. Like we would always yeah. kind of get some perfect, but at the end of the day, like, mentally he mentally is the person who's helped me the most uh, i have full faith in his advices when it comes to mental side uh no he's he's very 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 involved uh, but uh, always in the good way always supportive uh sometimes you know he would he'd be the one after losses to you know wake me up and and uh, get me started for the next week and uh no he was he was my main motivation for for my whole career and it still is to this day beautiful wonderful very nice and uh did you have any other coaches beside your dad when you got, got, uh, went yeah. to the clubs yeah yeah i had i had my first 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 coach was a coach at tennis montreal uh it was like the coach of the group but i would say my uh my main coach that i've worked with uh that i still talk to to this day and still work with if i'm in montreal is, is a coach named francis uh after i remember i i, I was at tennis canada and i uh i was at tennis canada then i i kind of like uh got separated from tennis canada and he's the coach who like believed in me and took me like in his wing and he was like no i, I think you have the level i think you uh you can be great in tennis and he always believed in me and like we worked on a lot of things he's the one who put it like an aggressive uh mindset when it comes to tennis then we've worked uh, for, I think, four or five years. And I ended up going back to the training, uh, to the National Training Center. They took me back after working with him. And now when I come back to the summer and college, uh, after college, uh, I still work with him. Francis. He's, yeah, Francis. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's, I traveled with him a couple of times. We had some great tournaments. But he, I think he'll be the, he is like the, my, my main coach that I've had since my beginning of the career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice to have somebody like, like that, especially somebody that yeah. believes in you, besides your, yeah. your family. Yeah. So, yeah, and also at Tennis Canada, I had some coaches. <laughs> I had one coach named Ruben that I spent like two years of my life with. Uh, we were traveling all around the world in junior tournaments. 
uh, and some other coaches that were there on and off and uh, with the, trend, the National Training Center. Taha, if you look back to your very beginnings after you bought those uh, rackets, uh, what do you think was your learning style when you studied? Was it like more practical, just go out there and hit the ball or, or was it technical or was like uh, a philo philosophy installed on you? You got to run for everything or you got to fight yeah. or what, what it was, very, was it? It was a very progressive uh, learning experience. I started with a lot of technical stuff when I was younger. You know, I was trying to get every shot as perfect technically as it is to uh, generate as much power as I want and in the most efficient way. So when I was young, I would I mean, I personally, I was I always wanted to play points side. Like you, ha you would have to force me to not play points during practice. This is how I enjoyed the most tennis. of so just playing matches, playing sets. But then my coaches uh, did a great job technically. And as I grew up, it was a little bit less technical and more tactical, and a lot, a lot of more matches and points, like the like what I, I enjoyed to do. And now it's it's still the same thing. I, I would say it's more tactical and more uh, mental side a lot. Uh, I've worked a lot on the mental side of tennis. I think that's one of the aspects I can improve uh, every till this day. I still can. But yeah, it was very progressive. I started with technical, then switched a little bit more to tactical. And now it's more tactical, mixed, mental, not, not, not a lot of technical anymore. Okay. Understand. Understand. Uh, and you mentioned... Um, that you used to watch TV and, and, um, and watch uh, Federer and you, you said anybody else, did you have like any role model or, or anything that motivated you and kept you going? Because um, I mean, I imagine you started before eight, no? In, with eight you joined the club. So probably you hit balls yeah. before that. So it's been 10 years. What has been your, your motivation to stay around? Yeah, I mean, in tennis, in tennis, my role model was always Federer. Outside of tennis, it was uh, Muhammad Ali. That's the guy mm -hmm. I've always looked up to. I've watched like all of his fights, all of his press conference. But no, definitely Federer on court. I've always enjoyed the way he behaved off the court and on the court. Uh, and it was just to see him do all these things over, over, over and again. And even like not letting the age affect his game and uh, still being passionate about the sport for so long. Uh, yeah, no, so he's, he's been the guy I've been looking up to uh, my whole life. Well, yeah, no, it definitely. What kept, yeah. Me, what, what kept me going is just the motivation to like one day be on the same stages as them. I did it a little bit in juniors because I can say that they were there as well, but it was not the same tournament. So it's the, the goal is not achieved, but to just be on the same stage as those guys and to be able to compete with them. And that would, that, that was the main uh, motivation uh, thing for me understand yeah he's a puller huh? yeah. uh, then um, do you have like um, in these 10 years for example any any moment of uh, learning of or of, of a big insight something you learn and you say wow this was a game changer for me at some point in my development uh, I think I'm going through it right now. Uh, I've, I have like a wrist injury that have been bothering me for the last seven, eight months. And I'll probably need to do surgery in two weeks. So I won't be able to compete for, I think, four or five months. And I've never went more than like a month without competing. So that's going to be like a big learning experience. I'm, 
I'm just curious to see how I'm going to like uh, spend my time without playing tennis. Uh, if I'm going to go back home or stay here and uh, you know, it's, it's, but I, I still believe it's part of the process and uh, still good days are ahead, but yeah, it's definitely working on, I'm working on my patience right now and uh, just to be as productive as possible without tennis, which is, which is difficult since my whole life tennis was the main thing of my life. So uh, this is a big learning experience I'm going through right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a difficult one. Surgery injuries are never easy. So my yeah. next question. That yeah, was this is my this is my this is my first injury too. So I'm not used to to going through rehab, surgery, and all these things. So that's why it's kind of it's very very new to me. Yeah. So my next question is is totally out of place because uh, the next one is uh, which one is your biggest challenge right now? I assume that's the biggest challenge right now is get healthy again. Yeah, or, it is. That yeah. most definitely. Yeah. What 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 are you more um, concerned about this whole thing? Is uh, getting getting healthy or or um, um, losing a little bit of your of your rhythm yeah. in the game or what 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 is it? I'm just I'm just hoping that the surgery goes well and I get back to my normal wrist as soon as possible. Because I've I know some couple guys that had the exact same injury and to this day like they've been like three or four surgeries and they're still they're still struggling with it. So my concern is that I just hope everything goes back to normal after doing their injury and I don't have to like worry about it for the rest of my life. And as well the level, but the level I'll, I think my expectations are going to be pretty low. I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself. I know that coming back from injuries is, is, is very difficult. So uh, I'm not too worried about the uh, the level of my game. I know that I'll take time and I'm. I'm surrounded by the right person, so I got I got the good people around me to help me uh, work on my game. So that's not going to be the issue. It's really I'm just hoping to get as healthy as possible as soon as possible without any issues on the side. Yeah. So um, your forecast is like a couple of four or five months, three months, four months. What what is your forecast to? Six week in a cast, then like two three months rehab. So you can say three months and a couple of weeks. Okay, and then you you can start slowly. Yeah, uh, but rehab the left wrist, so I can still practice yeah. my sort of backhand slides, volleys. Yeah, okay, that's an advantage, no? You can yeah, still that, do that, some part, yeah, yeah, some moving and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the one thing that makes you the happiest about tennis? The happiest? Yeah. Uh, that, that, did you say, "Wow, I'm so uh, happy, so grateful that uh, about tennis because of this"? Yeah. Uh, just the experience of traveling around the world. Like uh, I'm 19 years old and I've, I've been through so many countries and um, it's, just, it's, it's just like a very rare experience to get into if you don't play tennis. It's one of the few sports that you really have tournaments every single week in, every single, in different cities and different countries, different continents. So that it makes me very happy. But what makes me the happiest is just winning. The feeling of yeah. just getting in the car after a, a long three-hour match and knowing that you just battled and you won. That's the best feeling in the world. And especially when your family is around you and that your loved ones are around you, that's nothing is comparable to that for me in terms of yeah. happiness. So you prefer to win a, a match with a big challenge in three hours than to win a match two and two in an hour and 15? I still, I, I'd rather win two and two, but it uh, depends, two and depends against who. Depends against who. If, if my yeah. the opponent is, is better than me and I win in three hours, then I'm happier. But if, if it's like a, an opponent I should beat easily and I go three sets, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with myself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So but the, the 6 2 feels pretty good as well. Yeah, 
I take that. I take yeah. that every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah anytime. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you told me already a little bit, but let's go a little deeper here. What do you dream about? What is what is your your big dream with with tennis beside playing the same coulis uh, uh, as, yeah. as the good guys? Do you have like my, any my, specific thing? I mean, yeah, my biggest dream was always to win Wimbledon, but it is a, it is a very big dream, and uh, yeah, hopefully I, I get to 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 fight for the dream at least. But yeah, winning Wimbledon is sounds uh, unreal to me. Okay, so Wimbledon is your is your motivation, huh? It is, yeah. Uh, yeah this, this is how I started tennis. So you know, to maybe finish it like that, then that that would be insane. Yeah, and how how did you like the surface when you played there? Was it difficult? It was it was it was more difficult than I expected it. I thought it was just uh, the only thing I would have to change would be the the trajectory of my ball to play a little flatter. But that was the last thing that was tough to to change. It was really the movement that I was kind of struggling with the first uh, few weeks. Like you have to stay very, very low to change direction. You got to be careful. Like I didn't know how slippery it was until I really played on it. It was, it was very yeah. slippery, and 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 you know you cannot like make some full sprints because it's so tough to change direction after. And it's just a different type of of, of workout for the legs. Like you, you feel a different type of pain in your body after leaving a, a grass match than a clay court match. You're mm -hmm. like you're you're it's very muscle tiring. Did you have the 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 right shoes, like the grass court shoes? Yeah. You play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. if if I didn't have the right shoes, I've never been able to play. Yeah, you've been Bumble. sitting sitting or laying more often oh, on yeah. the court. Oh yeah, I'll be standing. sliding like yeah, like it would be high <laughs> ice hockey. Yeah, but you're you you have an advantage, is that you play soccer, so yeah, <laughs> would have been yeah, I'm used <laughs> to moving on familiar. grass. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Rolling on it grass. Was, yeah. yeah, no, it was it was very fun. Okay. Um, Besides this injury, which I think, uh, as you said, it would be a good learning experience. Do you have any other life lessons that you can take for you from tennis? Something you say, okay, the day I stopped tennis, I learned this, this, or that, or all this. What, what is I mean, it? I feel like the most of my life lessons that I've learned come uh, through tennis. You know, tennis teaches you so many skills that you will keep with you for the rest of your life. Like being patient, uh, not using your emotions uh, to think, thinking with your head and not your, your emotions, uh, dealing on situations under pressure, which you will be, you will face that every, uh, like very often in your life uh just never giving up never give up on your dream you know it's it's crazy how sometimes things can change very fast you think everything is the world is against you you think everything is going is going to hell and you're not playing well then you get one win and everything changes and suddenly you feel like you're on top of the world and you're playing the best tennis of your life and and i feel like this is this is like a, a good experience for life as well so many people have been going through so many bad mental mental stage and you know they don't know that they're just like a call away from changing their life or like uh, just like us, a match away from changing the, your life. And that, that was a very, very big uh, lesson that I learned for tennis to just be patient, trust the process. And uh, if you keep, if you stay, if you stay positive, then most, most likely things are going to go right for you. Do you think, uh, do you consider yourself to be one uh, mental uh, player or more um, feelings oriented like or intuition what, 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 
What would you say about no, you? Yeah, I'm, You're connected with your body or with your head more? I'm not. I'm more an intuition player. I'm. I'm. I like. I like to not really think of of what do I have to do before the match and everything. I like to just go with the flow and see how I feel and uh, and and play it at the at the, the the moment present. You know. But I the mental side is definitely something I need to improve on. Sometimes I feel like I get too emotional and. Uh, especially during practices it's it's more during practices during matches my mental side is good but during practice i i can i get too tough on myself I'm like a, i i get too negative sometimes because i want things to be perfect and that's that's what i struggle with but i'm definitely like an intuition type of player when it comes to uh, matches okay and a, a question when your intuition is is going well do you have like any strategy to turn it on or it just happens Uh, yeah, I, my strategy is to think about the best matches that I that I've had in my life, and okay. to kind of visualize that and like try to try to visualize it and put it in, in in play right after. Like, I feel like thinking about my old matches that I did well always helped me to play well at the moment. And and just vi visualization is a big thing. Like I, whenever I like visualize some positive things before my match, and I sometimes I feel like I wake up and I already know I'm going to play well. It's just like an intuition thing. And those are usually the best day. But then when it gets tough is when you wake up and you don't know if you're going to play well, then it's time to like visualize and think of positive things and think of the best matches you've played and just have a good idea of what's going to happen in the match and kind of play the match in your head before you even play it. And that that has helped me a lot. Okay, good, good. So there is a strategy, a strategy in place like to turn that button yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Okay, if you could go back and give little Taha when you started to play tennis, when you got accepted to that first club, an advice, what would you tell him? An advice? Uh, what would you to, tell little Taha? I would tell myself to work harder, probably. When I was yeah. young, yeah, when I was young, I like when talking about very, very young. I never really took, I did take tennis seriously, but I always just wanted to play match and I didn't really enjoy the practice part, the conditioning, the fitness. Like uh, I never really took uh, pleasure to do those things. And I feel like if I did when I was younger, then maybe it would have helped me now. But again, like I would have never known, but uh, yeah, definitely work harder and, and do uh, the, the, the small things right. The, the little things are so important in tennis. You have no idea. Like, uh, There's so many things like uh, warming up or like uh, stretching after practice that I would think are kind of useless because I was young and didn't know any better and I would just skip. But looking into this day, like uh, that was a mistake. I, I should have done those things. I've seen so many guys do it and now they're at the highest level and it's, it's because of those small things. It's not because of the tennis part. It's what they do outside of the court. So if I understand correctly, these little things trigger what? Trigger discipline? Is that what yeah. makes a difference or, or yeah, the little things the, the, make a difference? Yeah, the, the, it triggers discipline and you, you just feel like uh, by doing those things every day it becomes a habit, then you get on edge on people. If you start stretching every day, then you'll get more flexible. You'll, your body's going to recover faster. And even mentally, when you're playing a match and you're like in a tough moment, you know that everything, you have done everything for this match and you have no pressure on yourself. You've, you've prepared correctly. You've Your mind is, you know, is, is your conscious is like... Uh, It's positive. You did everything that you needed to do, so you don't have any pressure to do. And it's just it's just good to have on, on your mind to like uh, to have that. Mm. 
Yeah, I got it. I was just like you probably. When I was a kid, oh, really? I only wanted, oh yeah, I only wanted to yeah. make it roll. Yeah. Probably my, yeah. my warm up was three minutes and then let's play sets. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was the same thing. Yeah. And I, but I, I, I took that professionally because I did it until I was 17. I think before 17, I never drilled. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, but it's different times. No, we didn't have also the, the culture. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you guys have nowadays, no? You're way more structured to yeah, do I mean, things. If, and... if, I, if I didn't have any coach, if I was in your position, I would have done the same thing until maybe 19, 20, 21. I don't know. I was yeah. lucky to get coaches that were always good on putting me back on track. Yeah, but it has an advantage. So uh, the advantage for you maybe is uh, knowing you is that you understood how to play the game well. Yeah. No, yeah. No? It, it, yeah, by playing so many matches and you and you just know how to compete well as well. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't uh, you don't fear competition and you enjoy it. I've, yeah. I've had a lot of people on the other side that they practice very, very, very good. And when it comes to matches, you know, they kind of like shy away from the pressure and they don't they, they're a little bit scared of it. And that was never an issue for me. I just always loved competing and I was loved to go out there and play for the big moments and everything. Yeah, I think that's big. What you say there is big. That yeah. You enjoy competition instead of fearing it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's big. Taha, those were all my questions. Uh, I, I, I loved your answers. Uh, so good. And uh, I think this is so helpful also for other players. And you have no idea how much I learned from these conversations. I've had a, a few already. With uh, Not as much younger. as I learned from you every day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I learned a lot. I find super interesting to understand your past because I, at, at the end of the day, when you play, the one person you know the, the most is yourself. Yeah, yourself. But now exactly. I can look from a different perspective and mm. look at, at you guys, how good you are and how you do yeah. things. And uh, Awesome. So I thank you very much. I wish you, you have no idea how much luck on your surgery and a very uh, fast recovery. So you can thank enjoy, enjoy thank competition you so again. Thank you. Yeah. It's always a pleasure time. talking to you. I appreciate everything you've done. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I'll see you around. See you <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, take care, Taha. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. See you. Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.